sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Get him a body bag, Johnny! Yeah! Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Mike Magmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I am doing great. You're probably noticing that this episode came to you a little earlier than usual. That's just because things worked out and I was able to record tonight. Uh, I watched some Iron Eagle, had a good time and thought, yep, I'm definitely going to talk about this movie today because I had a really fun time watching it all over again. But before I go ahead and get into uh, some Iron Eagle review let's go ahead and get into the movie and music news of the week Alright, so if you didn't know today, today is the day that the Dark Knight Rises trailer poster was released. And I must say it looks pretty flippin' cool. I read today on Twitter someone thinks it looks kind of Inception-y, but hey, Inception was a great film. So, And it is Christopher Nolan, so hey, I think that's a good comparison. So I really dug it, thought it was great, makes perfect sense where the Batman Begins, the the symbol is kind of, you know, it looks clear, but it's kind of hidden within the black. So it's not, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't take up the whole entire picture, you know, where you can see it from far away. And then you get the dark night, the symbol is broken, and now uh, it's really big on white, uh, put together. It just, it looks, it looks fantastic. So I really, really dig the, tra- uh, the teaser trailer to uh, the teaser poster to Dark Knight Rises. As far as the trailer goes, um, hopefully that still is attached to Harry Potter. I've been hearing different things, so it'll be interesting to hear if, in fact, that is attached. And uh, hopefully Andrew can let me know, and or maybe I'll see it online. So another thing I found out is Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is actually set to do the film The Last Stand. Uh, I know he's been having some issues thinking about if he wanted to you know, come back to film or not come back to film, take some time off. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad to see he's back. Uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed him in The Expendables, but at the same time, you know, he's getting he's getting up there in age, I'll tell you. And Sylvester's going to pull it off, but Schwarzenegger was looking rough for him. But I'm looking forward to anything he has. He is one of my all-time favorite action heroes, so... And all you Final Destination fans, uh, they have a contest going on over at ComingSoon.net. Um, so if you are, you know, if you're a big fan of that series, go check it on out. I actually haven't seen the last one. I kind of figured uh, it was going to be the last one. I was going to check it out, but then I found out they're going to make it part five. But hey, that's how it works, you know. Got to make you make money, you get a sequel. That's kind of how it works. So. Uh, Thundercats is coming back. I am excited. Thundercats is my all-time favorite 
cartoon. Uh, it's going to be coming soon to Cartoon Network. They redesigned it. I'm going to go ahead and give it a one, two shot, um, you know, episode. See how I like it. You know, I'm usually not a big fan of remakes, but hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll get pulled off really well. Um, 21 Jump Street's coming out. You got um, Tatum Channing is going to be in it. Um, obviously playing a Johnny Depp character. And I'll tell you, they should have got. Um, Skeet Ulrich to play that because he's a guy that he looks very, very similar to Johnny Depp. I mean, just think of the first Scream movie. He looks just like Johnny Depp. That should have been the guy in 21 Jump Street. But, you know, what are you going to do? So, uh, in regards to uh, music news, now, uh, I got some bonus for you guys. The next two episodes, I'm going to be playing some brand new singles that just released. And today, um, is, um, if you are a fan of 12 Stones, they just released their single called Bulletproof today, and, uh, it's an excellent song, but one thing they have going on is an anti-bullying campaign. Even if you're not a fan of 12 Stones or, uh, you're not familiar with them, uh, if you just go to the website, 12stones.com, they have an anti-bullying going on where, uh, you basically sign up, it's called, you know, I'm Like You, and it's to help bring awareness and to help put a stop to bullying, which I fully support. Uh, there's a lot of that going on Facebook right now of adding a badge to your picture. So uh, I will post some information on that bullying campaign on the Sweep the Lake podcast Facebook page. Uh, so if you have not checked out the page or become a fan of the page, just click the like button. You'll get all the most updated information on Sweep the Lake. I'll go ahead and post that out after the show, and uh, hopefully you guys will check it out, dig in, and support it, because we want to put a stop to this bullying. So that was pretty much the coolest music news that I had heard uh, this week, so I am pumped. Um, I'm going to be showcasing that song in a little bit, but uh, for now, uh, I'm just going to put an end to the movie and music news, because I'm planning on doing another episode this week, so I'll go ahead and save some more of that when I uh, when I do that show. So for now, let's go ahead and get into the review of Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle, this movie flipping rocks. Now, uh, we're not talking no Top Gun here because we ain't doing no chick flicks. What? 
Yeah, you heard me right. I said Top Gun is a chick flick. If you don't think Top Gun's a chick flick, rewatch it, and I guarantee you, you're gonna see chick flick moment after chick flick moment after chick flick moment. Guys all bathed up in some sweaty lotion and going in slow motion. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. And they have that little sweet song that plays Take My Breath Away, and it's a romance. Yeah, whatever. It is a chick flick. Iron Eagle, this is a guy's flick, okay? Uh, girls, you girls can totally dig this movie too because you got some hot J- Jason Gedrick in here for your uh, for your eyes and a lot of nice looking dudes in this movie. But for the most part, this is a guy's flick. Okay, uh, the song playing right now is Rainy Hayes, which is old enough to rock and roll. One of the hardest songs to find from the soundtrack, and I have it because the soundtrack rocks. Just like my old school Superlate podcast episodes of Howard the Duck, Heavenly Kid. Uh, we're talking some excellent music in the film, so that's what you're going to be getting in this review, is some excellent music, because this movie rocks. Now, let's get into a couple things here. Um, Iron Eagle is basically from the 80s, of course. It's a 1986 action film, and it obviously stars Jason Gedrick, which my favorite Jason Gedrick movie is The Heavenly Kid. This would be number two. I promised that I would review this film, and uh, now the time has come. Um, you know, one thing I'm going to say before I even get into this. I uh, have uh, no any information or knowledge on the whole army, military, any of that stuff. It's not my, it's not my, you know, cup of tea. Uh, it's not something that, uh, you know, uh, I just never, you know, wanted to learn about it or anything like that. So. If there are any plot holes in this film or like, no, that really wouldn't happen with uh, with the military or something, I really wouldn't know. It's not that I don't care or I don't, res- you know, I totally respect it. I think, I think they're, they're I mean, they obviously keep us free. You know, those guys, they, they live to save our lives, basically. So I have the utmost respect for the, for the U- United States government, you know. But I just don't know the details of that stuff because it's something I was never in, in, into, basically. So I just want to make that clear, that uh, I, I went along with the film 100%. Um, so here's basically the overall plot of the film. Now, Doug Masters, which is played by Jason Gedrick, uh, he is the son of a veteran U.S. Air Force pilot, and his name is Colonel Ted Masters, and he's played by Tim Thomerson. Um, really good actor. I've seen him in a few things. Nothing's really popping in my head right now where I really know him from. This is kind of the movie I associate with. Now, uh, one thing that me and Doug have in common is music. Now, he uses music to work. Same thing for me. I got to have music on when I work. You know, at my job, uh, I'm able to sit at a desk, put my iPod in, listen to music and podcasts as I work. It helps me concentrate. If I don't have music on, I can't concentrate. I was that way when I was in high school. I was actually homeschooled because I had problems in the high school that I was in because, you know, being from Chicago is real crazy, crime-driven high school. So, uh, you know, I got my life threatened. I had to get out of there. So I did homeschool, and I always had to work with music on. It always helped me concentrate. So me and Doug, me and him, we see eye to eye that we got to have the music on if we're going to concentrate. So uh, he is basically a music lover, and he's an experienced civilian pilot. And he hopes to follow in his father's footsteps. Now, uh, his hopes are basically gone when he receives notice of rejection from the 
Air Force Academy. Now, this sets up the beginning of the movie, which um, kind of the first montage, so to speak, with good music. Uh, the song that I'm playing now. Uh, this is right after he is rejected from the Air Force Academy. We get kind of the, so to speak, villain that you think will be in the movie, but it's kind of only there in the beginning. Let's go through some of the actors real quick here. One of my favorite actors is uh, Larry B. Scott. He plays Reggie in the film. Uh, you're probably going to know Larry. Um, he's He was the gay guy in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, absolutely hilarious. You know, can dance, uh, which, of course, he dances in here. Uh, he also was in uh, The Karate Kid. Uh, he was one of the first competitors uh, in the uh, tournament, which was flipping awesome. He's also in Space Camp. Um, but uh, Iron Eagle, you know, he, he gets uh, he, he gets a good shot in this film. He He's a really good supportive character. Um, another person that is pretty cool is uh, we have Jerry Levine. Now, Jerry Levine, uh, you're probably going to know him as Styles from Team Wolf. Uh, he is absolutely great in this film. Uh, he was also in K9 with James Belushi. He was a pizza guy. Uh, he is super fun. Now, these guys, uh, they're pretty much the best friends of Doug. They come into um, a big role in the film, which I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, but your other supporting characters you have is uh, his little brother. Now, his little brother's name actually escapes me, but... Um, him and Jason Gedrick the following year made a movie called The Zoo Gang. Very, very hard movie to find. Um, I absolutely love that film. Um, it, you can watch it on YouTube, actually. And uh, he actually um, plays the younger brother of Jason Gedrick's girlfriend. So it was good times. Now, backing up a little bit. See, the beginning of the movie starts off with them showing Doug's dad. And unfortunately, he is shot down in the beginning of the film because what happens is is he's going over the Mediterranean Sea and the uh, an Arab nation actually shoots him down uh, and they basically say he's guilty for trespassing over their territory and they're gonna sentence him and um, that's kinda how and this will happen in regards to the story coming back to Doug that happens a little later in the film but that's how the movie starts off as you see you know uh, you don't realize it's Doug's dad but it's basically the plane is shot down and we move right to you know Doug being introduced and all of his friends and then you get the really cool uh, plane scene you know it's to kind of get you uh, you know hyped up into the movie before we get really into the story and uh, the flight scene is really, really cool. Now, one thing that I really like is one of the guys in, um, which I don't know if I've talked about, Notcher. Notcher is basically the adversary of Doug. Uh, he challenges people to, to a race, which he uses motorcycle, they use a plane. A guy previously who raced him died. And one of his crew, his name is Packer. Uh, which is played by Rob Garrison now. He is actually in the introduction of this episode. Uh, he is Mr. Karate Kid, give him a body bag. That is him. This is the only other movie I've ever seen him in, so it's a good time seeing him in. He's only in it for a little bit, but it's still excellent seeing him. And 
when Doug is about ready to start the race, we are actually introduced to Louis Gossett Jr.'s character, which he plays Colonel Charles, or his nickname is Chappie Sinclair. Now, he's basically a Vietnam veteran pilot who's currently on the Reserve Command, and uh, he's actually known um, Doug's dad, Colonel Masters, for a couple of years. Now, uh, what happens is is that uh, you know when they first meet, he's giving him crap about why are you messing with my plane, and he goes, uh, you know, you're flying the snake, which the snake is basically a death trap with the plane. Uh, that's how this kid who was originally racing Hatcher um, died. And, uh, you know, he says, why are you making my, my mixture so rich? And, you know, he's talking about how you're flying so many feet, your engine's basically going to stall out, and you'll crash, and that's how you'll die. And, you know, he's like, thank you so much for fixing what I owe you. He goes, we'll see if you come back alive. So we get the really cool, you know, it's a good five, six-minute scene of really cool flight of Doug and going in the race. And, you know, of course, his engine jacks up because Mr., you know, give him a body bag, uh, loosened up his, uh, I believe he loosened up his cap, causing smoke to come out. So it's a really good race. And after the race is over and then that song is over, Old Enough to Rock and Roll, uh, that's when we get into the basically story where Colonel Masters uh, is basically set on trial and we're going to find out that he's going to be hanged in three days. And that's basically the what really causes the story to go, to go good because it's going to basically be a rescue attempt. Now, uh, a lot of great music is in this film. Uh, I'm going to be showcasing some of that in just a little bit. Uh, I really enjoy Louis Gossett Jr. in this film. I saw him in Jaws 3. Jaws 3 was not very good. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely watchable, uh, but he was very, very bad in that film. In this film, he's excellent. I could see uh, why uh, a lot of people like this like this actor a lot. He's very convincing. Uh, he He's very controlling on screen and controlling in like a, a real respective father type like way. So he, every time he's on screen, he's super enjoyable to watch. And Doug basically wants to rescue his dad. Now, you're kind of wondering how can he rescue his dad. And that's where his friends come into play. See, each of his friends are you know, have their own little ways, hack, so to speak, for back, lack of a better word, they can hack into certain parts of the of the Air Force to get what they need in regards to jets and um, destinations and, and fuel and rockets and all that fun stuff. It's it's really fun how they how they play with it. But they do it in a very serious in a very serious way. This isn't one of those 80s films where it kind of doesn't take itself seriously. This movie actually takes itself seriously and is trying to tell a good story and have a good premise to it and make it enjoyable. It's uh, a lot of it is pretty hard heavy, you know, your dad's you know your dad's being put up on trial, he's going to be murdered, you know, how can you possibly rescue him? But they try to make some parts as lighthearted as possible. One of the great things in this movie is it has, of course, the montage. You know, the typical 80 montage. This movie actually has three of them, which is really, really cool. I'll get into uh, in a little bit. But uh, going on with the story here, the way that Doug uh, eventually convinces Chappie to um, help him, 
he kind of takes Chappie's flight simulation time. That's kind of how Doug does all of his training. They do show him. There's actually only one scene in the film uh, prior to the ending where Doug and his father are together. And they show this scene because at this point, Doug has found out that his dad's going to die in three days. And he's thinking about his time with his dad because he's supposed to graduate. But, of course, you know, he's trying to – he doesn't want to think about anything else except the, his dad, which would make perfect sense. But in the scene, um, you know, he, Doug's doing a lot of tricks and he kind of gets in trouble uh, based on what Doug was doing and talks about him being responsible. He wants to know that if he ever was gone that he could trust him. So it's a really good scene because you see the, the stern, strict – dad but at the same time he gives him some caring words so it's a pretty good scene that lasts for about uh, i'd say five minutes or so and it really shows you the relationship how he had a lot of respect and love for his dad but his dad was very hard on him uh and they actually talk about that a little later in the film and with you know colonel you know Chappie basically which he's very skeptical at first Doug convinces him that with his friends, he's got full access to the airbase's intelligence and resources, and he can give him, you know, an F-16 fighter for the mission, whatever he needs. Uh, because the reason why um, him, Chappie, and Doug have some history, as I was saying before, originally, you know, the first time they meet, Chappie is helping Doug with his you know, with his plane. Then the next time they meet, Doug is actually taking Chappie's simulator time. Uh, and, you know, of course, uh, it, it, they're kind of off on a rocky relationship, so to speak. Uh, but when, you know, Chappie tells him that he knew his dad, uh, well, it actually says, you know, you knew my dad. He goes, no, I didn't know your dad, but I know the type. And, uh, you know, he's going to be just fine. And that's when Doug kind of goes into a rant about how no one's lifting a finger to help him. Because, you know, throughout the movie, the Air Force is just saying, yeah, we're trying to make negotiations. We're trying to do everything we can. But, unfortunately, you know, we have no diplomatic, you know, diplomacy there. So we can't. It takes so much just to make a phone call. I don't know if any of that's true. But, you know, I go along with it. I believe everything I'm seeing on screen. I'm not sure how, you know, if know a colonel was kidnapped or you know held hostage how we would go about really doing it but since i don't know and i'm naive in that aspect i'm going to go along with the film because so far it's been enjoyable but it's also pretty knowledgeable at the same time so when doug finally finds out that they're not going to do nothing and unfortunately they're just going to let his dad die he feels he has no choice and that's when he decides that he's got to ask chappie for help and um, before he Doug actually takes the full-blown plans to Chappie for him to agree, we get into our first montage of the film. Now, the first montage is set to the song, uh, We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. Now, let me, let me remind you. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was never really into, like, hard rock type music, you know, like metal, metal heads, Twisted Sister, Guns N' Roses, that kind of thing. Uh, so when I heard this song, I actually just thought it was made for Iron Eagle. So anytime I heard the song, I didn't know it was a Twisted Sister song. I didn't know that the Twisted Sister song was used to, uh, was just used in the film. But I flipped and fell in love with it. So uh, let me go ahead and play that for you while I talk about what happens during this particular montage.
Okay, so now in this particular montage, we get introduced to the other eagles. Um, really, really cool scene. Uh, it and the montage starts off with Milo. Now you saw Milo early in the film. He's a he's basically a computer hacker type uh, with glasses. The funny thing is, is that the computer he's hacking looks like a Commodore. So really, really, the movie doesn't age well at all. Uh, but we, you know, that's kind of how he. And at this point, you're just you've got to kind of assume what everybody's doing, uh, trying what kind of information you're pulling. Some things you can totally tell what they're doing. Others you have no idea. Uh, Doug, after Milo's scene, um, we get Doug showing up with I call you know I'm just going to call him Styles. Uh, he basically wants to take a look at the Packer 32s. The Packer 32s, I'm assuming, are jets. I don't know. I just went with it because, again, I'm naive. I don't know these things. But, hey, it's fun. I'm going with it in good times. And uh, he basically tells the guard, hey, you know, my sister, uh, she, she's been thinking about you. That's how Doug gets his five minutes to get in and take a look at it. The next part uh, we see in the montage is we get to see good old Shawnee Smith. Now, Shawnee Smith, most of you guys are going to know from the gore porn film Saw. She plays Amanda. Well, this isn't the first time I've ever seen her. Uh, in this scene, you can tell that her and her friend are basically stealing maps. Um, I don't know if they're stealing them or if they're actually taking them to copy them, but that's kind of what this scene is supposed to represent. And then uh, we get another cool scene um, with some fireworks and uh, some more uh, aircraft destination is what they're setting up. So you get a really cool, fun scene of all the guys getting together uh, to set up the plan. So after the particular montage is over, the we're not going to take a montage, that's when Doug takes all the information that just happened in this montage, and that's when uh, Chappie has been convinced that he will help Doug, because even Chappie knows that Dad's, uh, Colonel Masters only has three days, and he goes, if you keep talking, you're going to waste one of them. And we get some really cool uh, scenes going forward. Uh, between Doug and Chappie. This is the point of the movie where we start to see their relationship build. You know, it started off rocky, but uh, at this point we're going to start seeing the trust build. And uh, it's a really good relationship. They really work well off one another. And uh, one cool thing that I thought was pretty funny is as uh, Chappie is reviewing the material that Doug has sent him, he, it, he uses music too. And uh, one funny thing that Doug says is, "How can you think? Uh, how can you think with that music playing?" And isn't it funny? Doug does the exact same thing. I thought that was kind of odd for his character to say that, but hey, you know what? What can you do? So, uh, going forward, we get a dinner scene. Now, this dinner scene is kind of where uh, we get the the talk between Doug and happy about how he knew his dad basically how his dad had stuck up for him and uh, he really respected him for going out of his way to help Chappie and uh, at this point he has told him that he is going to help him but in order for him to help him he has to prove a couple different things first thing he's got to do is put his money where his mouth is and he's got to come up uh, the next day with some basically practice type jets to uh, do some target practicing so really good scene. Um, 
I enjoyed it a lot. You know, another scene where it helps to build their character together. Uh, when we actually get to that scene with the target practice, you know, Chappie's telling him that you need to shut the music off. You got to concentrate. You know, this is for real. He gets two shots at it, screws up, can't hit the targets. He's like, you know what? And he's like, you know, we're done. We, we can't do this. We can't go rescue dad. He's like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do it my way. Puts his music on, turns around, blows the suckers up. And proves to him, he's like, you know what, I told you I could do it, we're going for it. And that's when they both agree. And uh, really, really good, uh, good, good fun scene. Um, now we get to the second montage. Now, the second montage is really, really funny. They're, they're playing some, you know, good music in the background. And uh, it, what's really funny is you kind of see the, the group together kind of having a good time but being serious where he's talking about dog fight. And uh, one funny scene, he talks about, you know, when you call in to the bad guys, you got to have a, a deep voice. And that's when Jason Gagarin does his regular voice. He goes, no, no, you need to sound like uh, like this guy, which he was in the earlier dinner scene, but he had a really graspy voice. And when he actually copies him, it's absolutely hysterical. Really good, funny scene. And basically the montage is to show them they're all working together to get the plans for Doug and Chappie to go in and rescue the dad. Uh, maybe lasts for like two or three minutes, but they're all working together, and you can kind of see Chappie just smiling at everybody. Uh, they're all getting along. Really good, good scene. Now, there isn't really any epic music playing like, you know, uh, the earlier with We're Not Gonna Take It or, you know, Old Enough to Rock and Roll, but it was a decent song. Uh, it was still a good montage, though, just for the comedy factor alone. It helped to lighten up the lighting up the scene so after that then we get serious we get to what I call the ready scene this is where he goes down the list makes sure everybody's got the crap in order and uh, he Chappie is so happy with everybody's performance and the fact that they were able to pull this off in two days because the next day is the third day that's when he's gonna die that's when Doug and Chappie are gonna take off to go rescue his dad uh, he was so happy he's like you're the best group I've ever worked with and uh, he shook everybody's hand. It was a good time. So we get kind of uh, another dramatic scene. This is where uh, he's like, and Doug obviously has a tape recorder um, that he plays his music because, you know, this is the 80s and the, the type of tape recorders that obviously recorded, you know. And um, Chappie wants to record a certain message for him. But this is kind of where they get into a fight when he wants him to go to bed and when he realizes that Doug isn't going to bed. They get into an argument. He goes, I'm just ready for it. And he throws him a book. And when he looks and sees that all the kids are young, uh, that they were all part of his crew, and, you know, they, they thought they were ready. He goes, what's the problem? He goes, they're all dead. They all thought that they were ready. And that's why he said, I was very hesitant at first to help you because I, o I always see what happened to these kids in my mind, how they died. So, you know, they blew up in a plane, parts over here, body parts over there. And that's when Doug reassures him that, you know what, I'm ready because of the fact of I know I could die. And those kids knew it too. And if, even if I'm not ready, you know, I'm very proud to be working with you and let's go for it and you know it, it helps Chappie feel better and that's when we get to I guess you could say the the third act of the film the climax of the film where we're gonna have Chappie and Doug go rescue the dad so uh, what's really cool about the uh, the climax of the film is we get one awesome song called give me some Lovin'," and I'm sure you know this song check it out
All right, so in basically the climax of the film, uh, in this battle, uh, Chappie and Doug, they take out three MIG-23 fighters, or, or MiG-23 fighters, and destroy an airfield. Uh, but Chappie's plane is damaged by an anti-aircraft gun. And he tells Doug that he's got to climb to the highest altitude, and he's got to play the tape that he made him earlier the night before. Um, and right before the engine falls, fails basically, uh, that's when, uh, you know, Chappie dies. It's, I call it the Chappie dies scene, which he really doesn't die, but they want to make you think that he dies. And that's when um, Doug listens to what Chappie has to say. And, uh, you know, Chappie's recorder voice, it's, uh, it basically gives Doug encouragement. Uh, it details, um, you know, it's got details in there to help him complete the rest of the mission to rescue his dad. And he's got to make the enemy believe that he's leading, I guess, like a squadron, you know, not that he's not the only one. Because if they know that he's the only one, the dude's going to die, basically. So, uh, Doug threatens that if they don't release his dad, which of course he doesn't say it's his dad, but if they don't remove, if they don't move him to the base's uh, run, I guess you could call it like the north, what, the northernmost runway for pickup, that he is going to take out their uh, their oil, their most uh, their their most biggest, most expensive refinery. So of course, uh, you know. <laughs> They uh, they don't do it, and uh, Doug blows it up, man. He he gets he gets pretty mad. It's it's a pretty good fun scene. Now the main bad guy I haven't talked about him. Uh, he's he's Defense Colonel Akar Nakish, if I say the right. Uh, the guy who plays him is David uh, Sushek. Now you'll probably know him from Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, I have issues with that movie. There's a lot of parts I don't like. There's some parts I do like, but he's the hunter that was trying to go after Harry the whole entire movie. That's the only other movie I know him in. He's a really good, effective bad guy in this film. Uh, of course, all he wants now is just for the Americans to die. Now, the one thing that I would... This is probably my only problem I have with the film. You know, uh, If the movie is far-fetched to a lot of people, that's great for them. But for me... The only thing I ever wondered is uh, once they knew that the Americans were coming to rescue him, couldn't they have killed Doug's dad right then and there instead of going through all this hassle of moving him? Uh, you know, uh, I'm I, I'm sure they exp- I, I'm pretty sure they explained it, but I just never understood it. I'm just like, uh, you know, at this point they could have killed him before Doug even did any damage, but. You know, they do explain that they want to use him as bait to basically, they have to use him to make him think he's being rescued in order to take out the Americans. So I guess that was their point of thinking. They don't really go into it like, oh, well, we should kill him now kind of thing. No, 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 don't kill him. You know, just just one sentence or two would have helped me really with that scene. But again, really no big deal. So uh, we get the really cool scene of uh, Doug uh, taking out, taking out all the bad guys and rescuing his dad. You know, of course, his dad gets shot. Uh, but he makes it in enough time, grabs his dad, gets away. They barely have any fuel left, barely have any weapons left. And because um, because Chappie said, you know, May Day, he was crashing. The United, the Air Force comes back, uh, basically came to assist Doug. Of course, Doug did all the work. So really good, fun scene. You know, they kill the main bad guy at the end. Um, 
Now, here's where we get to, you know, what happens after the mission kind of thing, which I'm really glad they went they went with this because most movies probably would have ended. I'm glad they actually said, well, what happens afterwards? So, um, while Colonel Masters is being treated for his wounds, Doug actually finds out Chappie is alive, uh, which he's so excited, but at the same time tells him that, you know we're going to jail for this, right? And that's when Chappie says, no matter what happens, keep your shoulders back and your head held high. They, like, you know... They uh, they respect you like that. Well, what's really cool is when they go to the Air Force ju- Judiciary, one of the guys, uh, like the main guy speaking, I guess you could say like the judge, uh, he's from like, uh, he's from the A-Team, you know, the old guy that was always going after him. Uh, if you've seen Knight Rider uh, in, the very, in the pilot scene, he is the one that kills Michael Knight's partner. Uh, this guy is very enjoyable on screen. Uh, and of course... Uh, he tells them uh, they think they're going to jail, but he says that uh, I'll let you go as long as your silence is your condition. And what he means by that is if they ever speak of what happened, that they would be put away for you know for basically a lifetime, you know at least a lifetime to them, so to speak. And Chappie does something really cool. Uh, he says, unfortunately, he can't keep his big mouth shut. And Doug looks at him like, oh, "Are you crazy? You're gonna get me thrown in jail." Uh, but that was Chappie's way of saying he needs the Air Force Academy to keep his big mouth shut because he got rejected. And that, I like how that how that little plot point comes back at the end of the movie. And Doug, of course, uh, is accepted into uh, Air Force Academy. Now, the the final scene is where reporters are showing everybody returning back and they make it play you know they do this funny thing how yeah you know colonel chappie he was rumored to be the person who was uh who did the whole rescue attempt but that we checked in those rumors and that's full of crap there's no way he could have did that and oh here comes doug masters you know he just got accepted in air force academy i bet he can't wait to get to fly a real jet you know it's just real funny and you see all of his friends get together and say i can't believe you pulled it off man that was awesome and uh, we finally get at the end where Chappie and Doug, uh, they, they hug uh, because Chappie earlier in the film gave him his, uh, his first set of wings and told Doug he earned them and, uh, to keep them. And, uh, and that's the end of the film. So uh, really enjoyable, really enjoyable film. Um, I've probably seen Top Gun twice and both times I thought it was a chick flick once when I was a kid. And when I got older, I watched it. I'm just like, I can't, I can't stand to watch this movie. So if I want to watch, you know, and I don't really like these kind of movies. They're not my thing. I don't care about, you know, you know, airplanes and stuff like that. But Iron Eagle, man, you know, a movie's good if it can take a subject that you don't particularly care for, and you really have a good time watching it. You know, not like I have anything against army movies or you know war movies or anything like that but they just aren't my they're just not my thing I I don't have a great time watching them but Iron Eagle I have a great time watching it now um, I definitely give this movie a solid four stars Uh, I couldn't give it anything higher just because the movie is definitely not aged well Uh, if you go back and watch it you know seeing all the computers and the technology and some of the dialogue uh, it's just uh, it can't be rated anything higher than a four, and a four is you know way above average. You know, three, three and a half is above average, and four that that's a really good score. So I I, I give Iron Eagle four stars. Um, great great film, but I can't give it any higher just because it definitely hasn't aged 
well as other 80s movies have. But it's definitely an enjoyable flick. Um, you can really learn something and enjoy yourself watching this film. So I, uh, I highly suggest uh, you, go, uh, you go sit down and watch that movie. Um, very, very good film. So uh, my next film that I'm going to be talking about this week uh, is a cross between my science project and Crossroads. And no, not the Britney, Britney Spears film, Crossroads with Mr. Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid, uh, the blues man, you know, taking on the devil at the end, uh, the devil's helper at the end. Excellent, excellent film. Uh, but I'm still determined if I want Andrew to see my science project or Crossroads. But I really, really want to talk about my science project because I just, I watched it the other day again. I was like, man, I just flipping love this movie. It's excellent. Excellent. So uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm not sure what movie's coming to you next, uh, but for sure, coming soon, you're going to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, and then My Science Project and Crossroads are going to be the next three films coming your way. I just don't know exactly in what order they're coming your way. So um, I do actually have, um, I, in regards to email, I got an email, but the email is about Transformers, so I'm gonna wait to um, to read that. Uh, I'm gonna wait till Andrew comes on. It's from my good buddy John from Philly. Always enjoyable to hear from you. But I got a new iTunes review, and uh, I'll tell you guys, thank you so much for the iTunes reviews I've been getting lately. Uh, any iTunes review definitely helps to uh, get the show bigger uh, and uh, more out and you know out to more people. And uh, it's it's just it's a great thing. So if you're not a fan of Sweet Delay podcast, go ahead and uh, like that sucker on uh, on Facebook. Uh, follow us uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, STL Podcast and uh, on iTunes. Go ahead and uh, leave a review. Uh, also check out uh, my buddies, uh, you know my, my sponsors uh, as I like to call them. Uh, we got uh, Jason and Dan over at Flix, excellent show. Uh, we got Jason and Danny, uh, which is from an analytical point of view. You'll learn a lot about film. I know I have a lot of new listeners who, uh, who haven't heard any of these guys, uh, but you've checked out my show. Um, these shows have inspired me, which is the whole reason why I got into podcasting. So please check out Flix, check out Film and Focus, show me the Winston. Uh, it's a real fun tangent type show uh, where they get together, uh, sit down, have a beer. Uh, it's flipping, flipping hilarious. Uh, Crossroads podcast. If you like Supernatural, you got to check out the Crossroads podcast. It is excellent. It's hosted by Jason, who also does flicks and film and focus. Uh, he's a co-host on there. And then uh, if you like Knight Rider, because Knight Rider is the greatest show on the planet, people, you got to admit it. Uh, well, at least I do anyways. You know, it's my favorite show. Uh, check out the Shadowy Flight. Excellent, excellent podcast. Uh, they don't do a whole lot of new episodes. It's kind of here and there. But all the past episodes are excellent. So in regards to my iTunes review, it comes from my good buddy John from Philly. And here is what he has to say. It says, great podcast. He says, this is a great podcast, especially uh, if you like a lot of 80s and 90s movies. Unlike other movie podcasts, he reviews movies I label as just, as just fun, like Howard the Duck which, yep, total fun. Uh, is it a five-star movie with critics? No, but it's still fun to watch. So great to get reviews on those kind of movies. Very few people review. So thank you, sir. I really highly appreciate that iTunes review. Um, I do plan on doing a lot of, uh, you know, 
you know, 80s and 90s movies that aren't really uh, that big, but just movies I really, really enjoy. I have a list on the Facebook page of movies I'm going to be doing. Um, you know, if you've heard of films like Legend of Billy Jean, you know, like I said, Crossroads, My Science Project. Um, there's just a lot of really good movies that aren't big, but have a really good I guess you could say cult type following. I really enjoy those films. So if you want to see the list of movies that I, I plan on reviewing, uh, it's on the Facebook page on Sweep the Late Podcast. Uh, it's one of the newest posts I put out there if you want to check that out. If you want to actually hear anything, feel free to post that. So uh, let me get into the spotlight song of the episode. Now, as I told you, 12 Stones just released their new single today called Bulletproof. Now, this song is excellent. Um, if you want to hear, if you want to see the lyrics, they actually have a, a lyrics video to the song. Uh, it's posted on their um, YouTube page, but uh, it's basically about being bulletproof. Uh, it's it's written more towards the bullying kind of thing. How you know you're gonna let all your love, hate, pride step aside and just you know be bulletproof. You know the the, the song speaks for itself. Uh, I it just came out today on iTunes. So if you dig this song, it's only 99 cents. So go download it on iTunes, uh, and I'll go ahead and play a comedy bit at the end of the song. Uh, but otherwise, guys, that's it for the that's it for today. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. I appreciate it, and uh, I will uh, I'll go ahead and talk to you guys later. Take care. Let's do this out.